And there goes the full-time whistle for yes. Green. Are promoted into League One as all the players have managed to storm onto the pitch. I've had a word with someone very special. I won't be breaking any copyright by telling you this. Yes. Derby, Sunderland, Ipswich. You're going to be eating hummus at the new lawn next season because Forest Green are in League One. Welcome to the Heavens Devils podcast, a Forest Green Rovers podcast by two Americans who don't know what they're talking about. My name is Nathan. This is Sean. Heavens Devils podcast, episode 69. Nice. 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 We made it, Jimmy! man. We made it. What a, we made it to this, this episode. <laughs> we made it to this episode. Shout out to David Mohabs, a.k.a. Davey Mohabs. This is a huge week, Shimmy. A huge week. The best week of the season, Shimmy, because this <laughs> is the week. Where the season gets back on track, Shimmy, the Forest Green Rovers okay. turn the season around this week. We right the ship. We get back on the barber pool. We get back on the horse. We get back on the wagon. Is that? I think I on know, the wagon means right we're term. drinking again. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, you, oh, you fall off the wagon. You fall off the wagon. I don't know. We're gonna fall off the <laughs> wagon and get back on and fall <laughs> off again. Because <laughs> we're not only gonna survive League One, Shimmy. We are gonna thrive in League One. Not just Shimmy, thriving. it starts. Thrive. It starts this week, Shimmy. It starts this week. Let's go. Let's have a show. Here we go. Let's do it. Let's do it. But first, we are brought by brought to you by <laughs> Settlement 84. So shout out to our guys, Settlement 84. Uh, ethical green vegan clothing. Make you look good. Make you feel good. It is almost. It's like right on the edge of hoodie weather. I'm yes. like so close to rocking the hoodie. As soon as I do, I'm going to take a picture. It is fall in New York. Post it up. Yeah. It is fall in New York. It's happening. So if you need some fire fall gear, especially some fire fall for Screen Rovers gear, uh, head on over to settlement84.com. Again, all proceeds are going to charity, the life you can save. Uh, all proceeds of the Heaven's Devils merch. But anyway, listen, uh, if you want living talk. things on earth, surviving, and your wardrobe thriving, got hit up Shimmy. Settlement 84. Do it. Shimmy, <laughs> this guy, this guy, Shimmy. Oh, all right, Shimmy. Um, let's talk about this. Well, what, what, what do we have on the show before we talk about this week? We got. Uh, Charlie Rollins comes on, a.k.a. Charlie Golins comes on, uh, gives us a little analysis on the Exeter match, just the state of the club right now, Ian Birchnell, we talk all that stuff. Uh, well, they're then we taking have their man. season off as well, right? So. Well, yeah, that's coming up next mm-hmm. in, a, in a minute. Mm-hmm. Then we have Edward Walker on, Eddie Money, uh, to talk all about, uh, well, talk about the Burton Albion match coming up. But Two tickets to Princess Walker, Way. Two tickets to paradise. Two tickets to Princess Way. <laughs> yeah. I got two tickets to Princess Way. I wonder if English people know Eddie Money or if that's like an American. If he was thing. the only pe- yeah, like, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. got to do you got to do the home uh, the guitar solo like Homer Simpson. <laughs> so, so anyway, we have we have Edward Walker, uh, who's an EFL expert, as you all know, from D three D four podcast. Uh, so we ask him about. For a screen, just what he thinks from an outsider's perspective, from an EFL expert perspective about what's going on with our club uh, and our performances right now. And then we get into Burton Albion, a really fun little chat actually about yeah, Burton Albion. From a fellow Maybe underdog. a huge fan. <laughs> yeah, the little underdogs with the, the most hilarious logo in all the leagues, which is just a fat guy kicking a soccer ball. <laughs> and I love it. It opened my eyes, Jimmy. So I love that. Um, what, oh, and then after that, we, got, we talk women's football. Uh, we have on Charlie Golan's back again, and I think we're going to have Sam Morris. It's going to be a surprise to you, just like it's surprised us right now, because we're not sure who the other team member or members are. We know it's going to be Charlie Golan's 
And it's going to be a few other members from the women's team. I'm not sure who yet. It might be Sam Morris. Um, so stay tuned for that. We're going to have an awesome little chat about the women's team at the end. Um, and then what else? That's, yeah, that's the pod. It's a big one. Uh, Follows here, baby. What else, Jimmy? What Follows else? Here. Noah Darty. Shout out. What's that? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say shout out to our man Noah Darty. Last game. Uh, it was his last game. Last game. Um against Exeter. He was, he's the media man who's just responsible for so much of the social media stuff, the videos. Just yeah. incredible work. He commemorated uh, the joy and the championship of last season so well. And it's yeah. like, we could not have lived through it, uh, lived it vicariously. And then in person at the Mem, we're not for, for Noah, so. Yeah, man. He's, well, Thank he's you for your service. He's a as well. <laughs> and, uh, it's gonna, and he's been at the club. He's a, he's a diehard Four Screen fan, so it's great to ha you know hire your own. And... He's been in the club forever since he was like a little kid. Uh, he's been working there, and it's just. It's Although be hard having to find said that, Forest Green Rovers does not engage in child labor. Lawyers <laughs> <laughs> make us. We're gonna make a safe. Important disclaimer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was for Henry. Um, but it's it's uh, it's gonna be hard to replace someone who's like on the side, like on the baseline, or whatever. Like, but by the goal, whenever we score, he's supposed to be professional filming, and then he just jumps up and celebrates and hugs everybody. <laughs> we need to replace him with someone else like that. Yeah, that uh, passion is always so evident. We yeah. love it. So shout, shout out to Noah. I believe he's going to Bristol City to be with our man, Big Daddy Kane Wilson, who, by the way, Kane was in attendance for the Ugly Exeter match uh, as well. So shout out to our guy, Big Daddy Kane. Shout out to Noah, though. You will be missed, man. You were the man. We love you, Noah. Um, okay, what else? What else? Ugly match. We'll talk about it with Charlie. We'll talk about it with uh, Edward. Exeter City. Ugly stuff. We'll talk about Ian Birchnell. And we'll talk, those guys talk amongst too. ourselves. We'll talk amongst ourselves. Yeah, like Nathan. Like, what, yeah, what's going on, man? It's like, you know, the end of end of July, we saw it was the birth of Birch Ball. Now we're here at the end of September. Is it the beginning of the Birch Fall? Is this going to be the fall of Birchnell? No, I don't that's know. That's genius. I that don't is know. genius wordplay right there, Shimmy. Uh, Next level wordplay. It just—it was so Birch difficult after yesterday, ball. man. A four-nil, four-nil loss at home to Exeter. We were feeling all yeah. the feelings yesterday. It's just—it's a tough oh. one. So, what well, we talk about this a lot with Charlie and with Edward, but just brief thoughts now. Um, yeah, everyone's most most people are very upset right now with what's happening. Um, it, it just seems like we're kind of regressing. It seems like you know we don't know what our best formation is. We don't know. Uh, who our best 11 are, or, or I don't know, just, there's just a lack of consistency, there seems to be a lack of pressing on the pitch, there's a lack of organization, just yeah. things are not going well right now. And we have to be um, aware of the context too, and we talk about it with later with Edward and Charlie as well, but the injuries are, are major, it's a major yeah, thing, you know, sure. a lot of the engine that propelled us to success last season, um, a lot of that core is either gone, you know, even though, in, you know... Big Daddy Kane Wilson was there in, uh, you know, his physical presence and his spirit. We missed him on the pitch, you know. And so we're trying to figure things out again and start anew uh, through a bunch of injuries. So we have to keep the context in mind. But man, yeah, it's tough no, to take. It's tough to take in the moment. <laughs> 100%. Losing three key players, not just three key players. We also lost Sweeney as well. Um, Ibu Young Adams. Jake Young. Yeah. But yeah, our, but the three key players, Ibu, Kane, and Cadden, and then also losing a coach, like that's always going to be hard to come back from. And then when your Nicky Cadden replacement, Harry Boys, like starts off the season injured. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we've just just been a little unlucky injury-wise, yes, but uh, still, still yeah, not even, an excuse. Even yesterday, right, it was uh, Kyle McAllister that took 
you know, a bit of a knock to the yeah. head too. So again, when you when we when I saw him go down and have to be sub so early, we're just like, oh man, another injury. So. And no, Matty. Yeah. I mean, ever since the, the JAMA Matty Stevens partnership last season was just unreal, and you know now they're both injured. That hurts. Uh, and ever since Matty Stevens went out, you know we, we we haven't played the same as we did when we had yeah. those two up front. Those two were just unstoppable together. Um, and Edward Walker says it when we talked to him in a little bit. He's like, if you had the same season, same team as last year, you guys are top top half of the table. Dokes. But unfortunately, I mean, think about Dokes. Yeah, Dokes. Oh, Cooley oh. Bailey. Like we're missing so many key players, but uh, still, it's not an excuse. We, we we still have talent all over the squad. Uh, and we got to make the most in. of it. Yeah. And that's the that's the manager's job is make the most of the talent we have. Um, and right now, you know, we're not seeing it. We're 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 dumb Americans, so we're optimistic we can turn that around. Yes, but right we have now, we're to not be. We have to be, man. Yeah. But anyway, uh, a little surprise though for the boys. Hopefully, coming a little eighty dollars surprise. Well, we won't say more than that. But we're gonna try to arrange a little eighty dollar pump up uh, <laughs> surprise for the boys to get them ready for Burton Albion and and yes. re- write our season. Correct our season, get it going in the right direction, starting this Saturday, Shimmy. Yes, we, we sometimes, you know, for a certain occasion, there's a hero that the team needs. And uh, I think we're going we're gonna to be able to get him. We're going to put up the signal, we're going to get him. We're going to get him. We're going to get the hero the team needs to give an inspirational speech that I'm sure Ian will show in the dressing room to get the boys pumped up right before they take the pitch on against Burton. All right, Shimmy, let's get to our guest, Edward Walker, the big man. Uh, the EFL genius to talk about Forest Green, but also talk about Burton. Um, and then we're going to head out and finish off with an awesome chat with a team that is winning, except they lost today. Uh, the Forest Green Rovers women's team. Uh, awesome little chat there, too. So let's get into it, Shimmy. Let's go right into it. Here we go. We welcome back to the pod our friend and the founder of the Match Day Man, a lower league legend. He covers the best league in the world, Sky Bet League One. He also covers League Two in the championship. Uh, you know him also as the co-host of the amazing, and I mean amazing, D3-D4 football podcast. One of the best podcasts out there about the lower leagues. Uh, he is also our enemy this week as he is a Burton Albion Milwaukee Brewers fan. Uh, he is a Walker Texas Ranger from Staffordshire, Staffordshire, England. Eddie Money, take me home tonight. Give me two tickets to paradise. Edward Walker, welcome back to the pod, Edward. Thank you, gents. Thank you for having me a lot. I like the Milwaukee reference. It's Brewers, isn't it? Yeah, that's I'll be the reference yeah. to that. I like that. Yeah, I got to ask you about the Burton Albion Brewers in a little bit. I have, I have no idea where the name comes from. I'm assuming beer, but we'll find out in yeah, a minute. Yeah, it's the town's brewing heritage, definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah, my kind of town then. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We'll get into Burton in, in a minute. But first, uh, since we have you on here and you happen to be Edward Walker, uh, a well-known <laughs> name all around the lower leagues, we want to ask you from from your perspective, from an outsider perspective, um, you know what you follow all the teams in the league, all the teams in in all the leagues, really. Um, what is your perspective right now as an outsider on Forest Green? Just to start us off with like your overall thoughts on the club right now. Well, it's it's a shadow really of the team that went up with well, those champions, wasn't it? And to be honest, I think it was always going to be, wasn't it? You look at the performance of people like Cadden, of Wilson. Of um of even Rob Edwards as manager, and you always kind of feared they'd move on. Uh, they have, and I don't really think what they've replaced really has been up to the same standard. Really, it's it's a shame. Um, 
I don't know your guys' thoughts on him, Birch. No, I love that. I always felt at Notts County, certainly before he moved, it was it was kind of like Marmite with him, I'd say. Maybe some people kind of <laughs> rated him really highly and there are other yeah. people who kind of thought maybe it's not quite living up to expectation. But I don't know what or, you Or I want to vomit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. I don't know what you guys have thought about Birch and all the time he's been there so far. So, I like so Marmite right. better. That's what I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gotten off to a very tough start. The first mm. three games, I think... A lot of fans were on his side because the first three games were great. They were fun, they were fun exciting games. We were creating chances, scoring goals. We looked like we belonged in this league. And ever since then, it's just kind of a regression. Every week, it seems like we get worse. Uh, it seems like we're, we become more disorganized. Uh, we stopped pressing. We're like one of the worst teams in the league at creating chances. One of the worst at preventing chances from being created. Um, so yeah, think the outlook right now in Birchnell is not good. I mean, so many fans are, are calling for him to be, to be fired. Um, there are still fans who, who back him. And I think Dale backs him that that's kind of Dale's, you know, MO is, uh, he, he committed to a manager. Let's, let's give him time. Let's see it out. So I, I don't think anything's going to happen anytime soon with, with Ian. Well, if we lose, if we get, if we get demolished against Burton Albion, like we did against Exeter City, <laughs> then the maybe things will be yeah. different, but uh, um, hopefully that's not hoping that's not the case, but yeah, I think he'll be around a little bit longer and I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But, um, I think most fans are very, very unhappy with what we've seen. It's, it's just a bit of a shame to him, isn't it? Cause you know, he hasn't got Mike Stevens and Jamil Matt at the minute. Stevens has been out for so long, of course, and Jamil had a bit of a part of the start of the season, but now you've been having to play, you know, someone like Reese Brown up top, who's just not really a striker. And then Connor Wickham as well, who's been a bit of a journeyman really in England for a number of years now and maybe it's finally settled in the place of Forest Green. Yeah, I mean, as an example, I think yesterday seven players were out. Uh, so not to make excuses, you know, for mm. him, but uh, he, we have every team hits injuries. I, I feel like we've hit it a little bit harder than most early on. We, we had Harry Boys, um, yeah. who was supposed to be our Nicky Cadden replacement. A lot of people spoke very highly of him. We, we still haven't seen him play because he got injured in preseason. Is he the new um, Harvey Bunker? Yeah, there you go. He's the new <laughs> Harvey Bunker. Yes. <laughs> Good shout. Yes. He's the new Harvey Bunker. But, um, but so, yeah, so there, there have definitely been some unlucky things like that. Uh, and some. Corey O'Keefe on the other side as well. What's it? Sorry? Corey O'Keefe. The yeah. Ken Wilson was the idea, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, and actually, yeah. to be fair, Corey O'Keefe's been, been, been really good. I mean, it's hard to, it's really important. It's impossible to replace Kane Wilson, you know, but Coral <laughs> yeah. Keep has been has been solid. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, fans are not happy right now with Ian yeah. Birchnell. Uh, I think he's going to have to pull off some miracles over the next few games if, if uh, he's going to win the fans back. And it's not just the performance on the pitch either. Uh, fans are also pretty upset with just his kind of demeanor on the sideline and the way he's not he's, a very animated person. Is he? He's not very animated. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't typically clap the fans and things like, you know, so little things like that as well are kind of rubbing fans the wrong way right now. So we're still, we're still sore about our ex. We had the hunky ex, you know, <laughs> he swept us off our feet. Now yeah, he think, left us. <laughs> anyone be a bit about him going. He's a good looking right. lad, isn't he? He's yeah, a good looking oh, yeah. lad. He exactly. Is, yeah. Most we can't stay mad at him. That's the problem. <laughs> Ian is not as good looking as, as uh, Rob Edwards was. Um, so that's, that's the, that's the, hardest things so anyway uh so edward i guess from from your from your perspective like what do you think like what is what's the most what's the biggest thing that's going wrong for us right now it's i think we just kind of have to lower the expectations a bit as i was green as you say you know injuries do play a part it, you, you try not to use injuries as excuses because as you say it happens to everyone 
and I know Thomas Green have been hit by a few more, particularly in forward areas, but this team just isn't as strong as the one that came up last year. Mm-hmm. That's the simple truth of it. And if that team had come up exactly as it was, I think they'd be in the top half. I mean, the way they were playing, they were so good, but it's a side that it's going to be down the bottom of the season this year. We just have to accept it's going to be in a relegation battle this year, but there are teams around them that I think they could get the better of an individual games and it might give them the points to stay over the line at the end of the season. Staying up is the target. If you guys finish 20th, job done, as far as I'm concerned. And same with us. Like, that's all we want. I think preseason, I think our prediction, well, our prediction was win the league, but... Uh, <laughs> we're dumb American optimists. <laughs> We've never let uh, facts and, and realistic expectations get in our right. way. But, but most most people, most Forest Green fans, I think we're like saying anywhere between 17 and 19, mm. maybe 20 is what we think and what we'll also be thrilled with. Now it's just like we will be over the moon if we can get 20th, the way things are looking right now. Um, and actually on that on that note, like how does how we're currently um, doing, how's that comparing to your, your preseason expectations? Where did you where did you put us? We had you in the bottom four. 23rd yeah, because, right. because of what happened with uh with the amount of players who moved on we weren't quite mm. sure about Birchnall. it was it was really hard picking a bottom four in league one because you've got to pick four teams and there aren't four squads that you dislike so we almost took the squads to a side and we went with the four managers that we were most unsure about we went to yourselves we went to burton as well under Hasselbank. we went through uh Sleetwood, who had scott brown in as their new manager as well and then cheltenham who had the new boss in wade elliott as well and uh so far we're on track with three of those Chelsea yeah, down there, yeah. Forest Green down there, Burton down there. I don't think that's too bad to have because League One is an incredibly tough league to call for sure. Yeah, unfortunately, Absolutely. you are right so far. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, things will change. And actually, on that note, can you give us some hope? Is there any optimism here? What, what can we hold on? What can we like grasp onto? Like, yes, we have a chance to get 20th. <laughs> well, you're playing bottom of the league on Saturday. There we go. <laughs> so, if you want that to something with it. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to agree with you on that, but, you know, there is that. It might be a similar dressing room message in Burn Albion as well. It's like, Could we're well playing be, for yeah. a screen, yeah, you know. Could well, well yeah. We have a chance. It's it's going to be that, man. It's a season-defining relegation battle. Burton Albion, Forest Green Rovers on Saturday. So yeah, I think we're, fi- about- we're finally feeling the, that idea of the six-pointer. I know it's super early. You probably shouldn't yeah. be feeling that in September I, I or think, October. I know we- what you mean. I, I mean, you guys had Morecambe, didn't you, a little while back? Yeah, ended up being a late defeat as well. And I suppose that kind of fits in the bracket. Well, because we've hit about ten games now, you feel like the table's taking shape. So you kind of the teams down the bottom are probably going to stay there. Teams at the top are probably going to stay there. There might be one or two a switch between. But yeah, I'd say now if you've got teams between the bottom four playing each other, you 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 do put in that bracket. Yeah, and it's yeah. Uh, it's not fun, lads. Let me tell you, it's great when you win, but when you don't, it's. Yeah, you just want like, to be anywhere else at the moment yeah, when you do it. Yeah. 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 Man, yesterday was that feeling for sure, Edward. Just mm, like, man, four yeah. nil. <laughs> and it was it wasn't even like we didn't even look like we had a shot at four nil. We had like one time the whole game where we had like some chances like in a row, and that was it. And then it, yeah. just, we got dominated by Exeter. Dominated. Uh so yeah, things are things it's are the difference, isn't it? Because Exeter are almost like what you wanted to be. They kept the core of that team that went up with you yeah. guys last year and they've just added yeah. to it. And you guys have almost essentially started again and so it's not really a surprise Exeter beat you I suppose 4-0 is a bit of a shock because it's a heavy scoreline but Exeter is just better set to the season than Forest Green always were sadly yeah I guess we had two good of stars last year Kane Wilson and Cadden Ibu Adams they could have been just a little bit worse yeah, yeah. we would have been alright they would have stayed with us but yeah <laughs> such is life such is life um, so anyway let's go to uh, Saturday's match actually no before we go to Saturday's match um I want to ask you one more one more league 
question, and then we'll go mm-hmm. to Saturday's match. So we've only been in the league one in 10 games. Uh, at this rate, we may only be in it for 36 more. <laughs> uh, and that's because we're positive. That's because we're getting promoted. That's why we're going to be <laughs> Anyway, uh, we want to do a quick teammate talk, League One edition, which there's not, not really teammate. It's not teammate talk. I guess there's no teammates here. But we're all in the we League just, One team. There we go. We're, our clubs right. are all in the League One team. Team talk. For now. For now. <laughs> so we give you a description, and you just tell us a League One, first League One team that comes to your mind that like fits that description. And okay. I'll all right. Question. You got it, Shimmy? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, oh, I see you have it down here. Okay, here we go. First out there. Oh, this is uh, this is a perfect question for you because you are you are the creator of the match day man. So, who, who do you think is the best grounds team out there? I guess not the best ground, but the best grounds team. Which League One? Actually, I guess it's grounds. Sorry. <laughs> Which League One stadium is the most exciting to see footy played in? In your opinion? Oh, it's a hard one. Uh, I, I really like Plymouth Argyle's home park. I always have. I, I quite enjoy the trip down there. It's it's always great weather down that south coast as well when you play down there. And it's it's a pretty simple ground where they got one. They got the main stand disconnected from the rest, but the other three ring around the side, and it's it's a good setup down there. I think I'll probably put that one there, in it. I like that. Yeah. I'm googling it right now. I I've home seen park, it before. It's What's that? Home park. Home park. Oh, perfect yeah. name. Perfect name. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I'm wrong actually. Now that I'm seeing it. I had a perception that it's kind of like the League One version of Bristol Rovers, uh, and that's like no, no, patchwork. No, no. But it's not at all. I see that. Yeah, Pat. Like I love that about Bristol Rovers. It's just like <laughs> nothing fits together. Are you, like... are you guys familiar with something called Go Outdoors? No, oh, what? Go Outdoors. It's, no. it's a chain of, of like mountain um, hiking gear that's okay. available. It, it sells tents and all things like that. We call we call the Bristol Rovers ground Go Outdoors because it's just tents everywhere. Yes. <laughs> that's one of the jokes people have about it. Yeah, oh, it's love perfect. That. <laughs> Well, that's we'll have to pull that out and next time. That's going to be our in the banter arsenal next. Time. Yes, there we go. That was our first away day too, but it was just yeah. the perfect lower league ground because it's just a yeah. mess of like completely it random. It is a massive collection. Stands. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. loved it. That, that's, loved I gotta say, that's one of the things I love about League One. Actually, is the diversity of the grounds. You can have these yeah. big stadiums, a place like Plymouth Argyle, Sheffield Wednesday. You'll see this season as well. Yeah, like, we you guys saw, played Sheffield. You yeah. played Sheffield Wednesday. Yes, yeah. so you got that size. And then Five you got, <laughs> then got the smaller grounds like Accrington, Stanley, or Morecambe in there as well. It's it's great that one week you can be in this massive 13,000 stadium and the next one just on a terrace on the side of a pitch it, it's <laughs> yeah. really good to you're in a tent store yeah or you're in a 50,000 seater stadium but yeah man it's uh, I agree League One's the only place you can get that right it is. it's the biggest dispersion and the great thing is as well because it's different sized clubs but they all compete with each other yeah. so you can have the yeah. small guys beating the, the Davids and the Goliaths and all that yeah, and it's yeah. crazy. Actually, I, I don't want to get off topic here because uh, nobody's going to care about Charlton. But I, I am like <laughs> always curious, like how a team like Charlton isn't. It just seems like they should be better. Like with uh, maybe I'm judging well, them. There's on the a good in that, that but... category, isn't it? There's a number of here that have played top flight football, whether it's Premier League, First Division, before that as yeah. well. Charlton being one of them. You know, Ipswich being the same, Shuttle Wednesday as well. They'll, there's some big sides down this league, and there always will be, quite frankly, because there's not enough spots in the divisions above to have them all. Right. But at least Ipswich and Wednesday are like at the top. Like Charlton, I don't understand like why they're not like that. Anyway. Yeah, they keep drawing. Is that problem? They keep and then they get one ones. So you we'll got one it. one with them, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, we'll take it. Uh all right, Sean. <laughs> let's let's move on. Hit him with the next one. Sure. Uh, so Edward, kind of like how grounds have, bring so much character to League One with their variety. We also just love the lingo. And one of the my favorite words I've learned the past year is scran. 
So <laughs> like the food, I just love saying it. I love seeing it. You know, I follow like the footy scran account on Twitter. Right, but who no. do you think are the best scran slingers out there? Oh, I, I don't, I'll be honest. I don't really get much food on a match day, to be honest with oh. you. But there's oh, all enough. there's all kinds of lots around, really. Um, that's really hard to pick. Oh, sure. So, okay. How about this? I'm if sure you get different answers. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, but at the Pirelli, is there something that's worth like? Well, the classic having? thrust used to be. I've never had it myself. It's called faggots and peas. Gotta be careful what word I use there. Okay, <laughs> it's I know, a family pod, careful. Edward. It's a family. I know, gotta be careful with the word I use there. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask me exactly what they are. Um, I wouldn't Google them either because you'll probably get the wrong thing when you type <laughs> yeah, that sure. in. But that, <laughs> yeah. that was a common thing that I think Burn have stopped doing it. But that used to be our, our unique selling point to a lot of away fans that they go and get that now. Um, Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to Google it's, it, but I also it's a, don't want to. It's end a up word a, that probably on your American Google is not going to come up with yes. a good thing. Yeah. But <laughs> yes, yes, it is, right. a, it is a thing that can be found in the UK. <laughs> okay, does. all right. So, to, you know, we're going to put a pin in that, but faggots <laughs> and peas. We'll, we'll Google it when we're in the UK. Not here. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Probably best. Yeah, we'll fire up the VPN a, for that one. Yeah. What a stadium <laughs> name, though. Pirelli Stadium yeah, Princess yeah. Way. Like, what an exotic, like, fancy we're based, name we're, what we're, I It assume. comes from the um, factory that's based near to us. There's a Pirelli tire factory in there. Oh, so it's the tire company. Okay. Wow, that's exotic. What I assume is not a super exotic place. No offense. Uh, <laughs> um, what a name. Standard. Yeah. What a name! I love. But you that. must get you, you must get a few Italian cool executives name. coming through every now and again. I would love to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. Next one. Um, what is the best part of the Burton Albion Club badge? Can, and can you share some of the history of its creation? Oh. Ours was voted the worst club badge in England by Four Four Two Magazine. <laughs> It is a fat man kicking a ball up in the air. I love it. It's very, it's amazing. It's, it's very non-league. It's very unique, certainly. Um, yeah. The so what I most identify it, with. It's great because the more you look at it, the more you discover, <laughs> and you realize it's actually there. And you realize the BASC is actually made out of the man itself, and there's yeah, I see that. in the ball as well. You realize new things the more you look at it as well. Yeah, um, I love it. Which is, by the way, just like the Milwaukee Brewers logo. They that, also have one of those that logos that you have to look closely and then you see, oh my God, it's a baseball glove, but it's made of an M and a B in the glove. It's, <laughs> you guys have so much in common. Brilliant. Yeah, anyway, sorry, keep going with the, with the with the fat man kicking a ball. Well, that that's just it. It, it is just that. I mean, <laughs> it got ranked at the bottom of a thought or two list, but... You know, it's but I think I think there are some fans to be honest who would like something a bit different. There's a there's some concept designs around because of the town's brewing heritage, it's where the nickname Brewers comes from. It's because Burton on Trent has been known for its brewing heritage for centuries, really. It's the big connection wow, to the town. I love that. And people have kind of wanted a different logo idea, maybe a man stood with a barrel, something involving the barrel is the idea, something that deadly connects to the brewing heritage, not a man with a beer belly. Because that's uh, what they currently got a beer belly. It's now my favorite logo yes. in League One. Because I'm th thinking, think about it, like a professional footballer is probably one of the fittest individuals on earth. <laughs> it looks but to rock like the badge of a fat guy kicking a soccer ball, like that's me is perfect. This is the badge of a football fan. And that's why I love it. It is. It is. It's a Sunday league. It's the kind of thing you expect the Sunday league team to pull out with, or like one right down the pyramid with it. If I if I had to pick a team just based on badge, I would be a Bolton or a Burton Albion <laughs> fan. This is amazing. I never looked at it that closely. I never it never yeah. really like hit me how odd it was until now. This is awesome. You, you see as well when you look at the man as well, it's actually a B and an A because you've got the B out the head and the yeah, body, right. and the A makes out the legs as well. And people don't realize that. Like I say, 
the more you look at it, the more you actually discover with it when you see it. Yeah, I love this. But what a, yeah, what a beer belly. Just like the curvature of the B is perfect for the belly. Oh no, it works great. This, yeah. this is genius. Yeah. I want to know who did this. And it had to it had to be like some idiot like like me. Like I could see myself doing this. <laughs> it, it I don't even know how long that could date. And then I think it dates someone... as long back as the club does, really. Wow. Love back this. to the 50s. Uh, on, on that note, do you do you ever get st stick for being like a club that was founded in 1950 in a in a league where like everyone's founded in the 1800s? Yeah, um, not so much the where it started. It was more the level they're at. Like we were in League Two for six, seven years, I think it was, when we got promoted mm. in the football league, and then we had back-to-back -back promotions to go into the championship. And I, I grew up in an area where most of the people around me are Birmingham City or Aston Villa fans, the kind of big Midlands clubs. Mm. So it was always kind of I was kind of like one of the small ones in the corner. And then we got promoted in the championship, and we were in the same league as them and wow. competing with them and beating them. So that was that was quite a nice moment to have. But Incredible. yeah, I'm. There's not many of us around. Let's put it that way. We're, we're a bit like Forest Green. We're a small club that really only people in the region have for now until you guys came along, of course, and brought that American fan base with it as well. <laughs> Let's go. I'm sure there's American <laughs> Burton Albion fans out there somewhere. I know, we'll there's one, I know there's a Gothenburg one in Sweden. I know of that. Oh, oh nice. That's awesome. I thought there is one. We'll nice. put out the call. We're, we're dying to watch uh, when we played Wednesday, for example. There's a lot of Wednesday fans in New York. Yeah. And unfortunately, it didn't work out timing-wise. Uh, it was the last week of summer. We played Wednesday. Everyone was, like, out of the, out of the city. But uh, we, we're going to watch a game with the Wednesday, the New York City Wednesday fans together. And we're going to do that with some other teams, too, that yeah, have nice. fans here. But we'll see if we can find a Burton Albion guy, some uh, beer-bellied man here. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll try to look for just fat guys kicking soccer balls and just assume... <laughs> They've been inspired. Okay, so I like this, man. I'm very happy, man. They, you've just grown on me a lot. I love the small, small club feel like Forest Green. I, the logo's 10 out of 10. Uh, so can you give us three <laughs> words that just sum up the club? <sighs> three separate words or three words together? Either way. Usually easier to do three separate words. But if you are, if you can come up with three words together, Genius. Punching above weight. Oh, I love Ooh. that. Yeah. That, that'd That's... be the word to use for it. I mean, Burton Albion, founded in 1950, it's the formation of, there's been football in Burton upon Trent since the 1800s, really. There was a history mm -hmm. in the Football League, but they got back into the Football League in 2009. Most of their history has been in non-league. And so them to even be, to be honest, Steve, even be now in League One is a massive overachievement when you compare it to other clubs that are lower down the pyramid than them and to play in the championship. So our, our thing for over a decade has been punching above our weight. For sure. Wow, that's Incredible. awesome. Also works for your logo. Yeah. Punching above weight. <laughs> <That's just laughs> yeah. <laughs> or kicking above weight. Anyway, uh, okay, so last last little culture question and then we'll get into the football. Um, so you are the brewers. This is the brewing capital of the UK, perhaps. Where do you recommend FGR fans go? Before the match, for the a place pint. to and always is there a specific go. Pint that there you is recommend? actually, yeah. It's called the beach. It's a little bit up the road from the stadium, a little bit up, um, is it to the north, a little bit up to the north of the stadium. It's a, it's a nice big building right alongside the road. It's a designated away pub, so away fans are always over there pre-game. Nice. And is is there? Oh, this is awesome. I just googled the beach, Burton Albion, and I just get uh, Hawaiian Aloha shirts that are Burton Albion <laughs> themed. Oh, these are fantastic. You need one of the Oh, there's some, what is it? There's this is awesome. Anyway, um so I didn't find the bar, but whatever. There you heard it. The beach near up near it's the, the beach with two E's by the way. I don't know if you did E. Uh, uh, the no, two E's. Okay, like the tree. B E E C H, like a got beach you, tree. Right? Yeah. Beach tree. Gotcha. Typing in like like a beach. Okay. Oh, I see it. Oh, nice. The beach hotel. So is there a specific beer that's like native to 
the area that you would recommend? Well, Coors gets made there quite a lot. There's really? Interesting. Near, yeah. All right. So Americans can just be Molson like. Coors is probably the big one around there. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, feel like we're Carling's brewed there as well. All right. Let's Carling. go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. All right like cool. I said, so, brewing heritage. That's where it is. You go. You go into any pub and get a Carling glass in England, and it says Burton on Trent along the bottom of it. Oh wow! That's the connection oh, with it. Oh, I see the beach. This place looks awesome. There's like a huge outdoor like space as well, and yeah, it's full of away fans. Here's, I don't know why there's a bunch of Leicester fans there, but it's awesome. <laughs> you play Leicester sometime? Oh, we played them a couple of times. Yeah, cup games. Oh, okay. Nice. All right. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so let's let's get into uh, the match here. Um, can you give us a quick recap of Burton Albion season up to now? How have they performed based on expectations? What's we'll like the what's, the what's the general story of the club so far this this season? Uh, it was misery followed by a bit of hope. In a brief summary, <laughs> we end the start of the season with uh, Jimmy Thornhouse as our manager. We'd had a real bad tail off on the back end of last season. I think sort of around January time we were kind of top half a little bit outside the playoff places and lost a lot of our goals in the journey window a lot of them moved on to other clubs and we really tailed off and ended up 16th but there were some really 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 bad performances in their places where they, you didn't just get beat and you thought you looked quite bad they looked like the worst team in the league during a lot of them they barely competed with their opposition and it came to the start of the season with a bit of concern and I think we picked up one point from our first seven games which was a 4-4 draw with Accrington where we were 4-2 up heading into the 90th minute <laughs> and drew it they got a 96 minute equaliser and that was a, a painful occasion and we just we just go out to kind of take part rather than actually compete you know the lineup would get put together almost kind of like test the waters we'll just go out there we'll see what happens and you come up against teams who actually know what they're doing and they'd go two three up in the first half and you'd have to go and chase the game at that point so it was a bad way to go uh, Hasselbank resigned right at the start of September uh, his assistant Dino Mamri has taken over you might be familiar with him I don't know if you have He's he was at Stevenage at Oldham Athletic previously not okay. sure if you come across him during his time with Forest Green but he's taken up the managerial role now and we picked up it's got better we, we picked up a win at Exeter as we, as we mentioned to you before we started recording as well and generally we're just a lot better with the ball now there's a, there's a bit of belief back I mean we've still got a lot of catching up to do because we're three points behind Morgan at the minute four points behind yourselves but there's 36 games left and we look like a team that could actually get back into the mix and get out of this bottom four. So there's a bit of belief back in this team, certainly. Wow. A lot of, a lot of similarities, too, between our, our two sides, based on what you said. First, we're kind of the flip of what you said. We were hope at the beginning yeah. and now misery. You yeah. were misery now, now hope. Uh, but I, I think in terms of lineups, like every week, I don't think we've ever had the same lineup like two weeks in a row. And part of that is injuries, but I think part of it is just Ian's trying to figure out who the best 11 are, what the best formation is, and he hasn't found it yet. And that lack of consistency, I think, is really, really hurting us. Um, but yeah, you, you, you beat Exeter, and which is something we, we, we couldn't do. Uh, and then last game against Shrewsbury, it looks like you were on pace for a draw, and then a Ryan Bowman goal broke your heart. Shrewsbury had two shots on target and scored both of them. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. And you had seven shots on target. I see. Their, their keeper made some very, very good saves. Marco Morosi, oh. he did do a lot. He won on that, their keeper. Uh, I guess that's, that's, well, that's one one bright spot for us is Luke McGee has made some amazing saves this year. Uh, in fact, he I think we are one or two in, in saves, which is uh, not, a, not a stat you want to be. Disturbing. Yeah, disturbing because it shows It's a good so many... and a bad thing at the same time, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. A credit to Luke McGee, but it doesn't look good when uh, he's getting so many, you know, when he's so busy every game. Opportunities, you know, to have to do um, so what do you what what do you expect to happen in this match, Edward? 
Well, it's interesting because we haven't picked up a single point at home. We haven't even got a goal yet at home this season in our home games. I mean, I mean, there've been some tough games in there. Um, Bristol Rovers beat us by four on the second match day. That was part of the the Hustle Bank team. So we're still waiting for a first home goal. But I think generally from this, we're we're, we're looking at. I'm sure the same you are as an opportunity to go and pick up a pretty valuable three points. Really, we've got a much more settled eleven. There's a couple of injuries that have played a part in that again. But we know we're going to be four three three, and we know we're going to go out to try and compete with Forest Green. And it's a question really of who responds last next better to last weekend's defeats really I mean mm. we we thought we were pretty unjust really to lose ours and I suppose Thoris Green thought we just couldn't compete with Exeter on the day yeah, yeah. We, we thoroughly deserved dis- destruction by us uh or yeah by Exeter on us um so yeah 100% hopefully though that that you know gets the boys excited it sounds like you have a similar issue that we have though which is like we are so much better away than we are at home, and it seems like that's kind of similar. We haven't been good home or away this season at the minute. It's, you know, <laughs> you basically disregard the first seven games. We've only really had three matches as far as I'm concerned so far, wow. and they've pretty much all been away so far. So yeah. we haven't had no, not been many home games so far. I think our last oh. home game would have been Portsmouth, which uh, they're right, but they're unbeaten top of the league at the minute, so it's not too bad losing to them. But no. we need a home goal because we haven't had one to celebrate yet. Yeah. Oh, well, I hope that doesn't come on Saturday. Uh, but <laughs> I let's, let's close out here with, with a prediction, Edward Walker. Give us your prediction oh, for Saturday's match. I don't like doing predictions, so let's go five five. Five five. Best. Hey, I always think, I don't like doing predictions, so let's go with something that probably won't happen. Let's go. It's gonna happen. We'll make, we'll make it a hockey game. We'll just go end to end. Let's do. I, you know, I hope. I hope the players at some point just get over it. Like you know what? Okay, the season has been so tough so far for. <laughs> For our clubs, let's, let's just, just go, go for it. Everything that happens, yeah, yeah. exactly. I feel like we had like a five-five game or a six-six game you last did, year. Yeah, I remember it. I think it was Oldham, wasn't it? Was it Oldham? Or was it Oldham? I thought. I think it was, it was Oldham. I don't remember. But anyway, we, we had, yeah. it might have been Oldham. I don't remember. It was. It, it was, was a Oldham. crazy game. Anyway, um, we had a few crazy games last year too. I remember we had a six-three against our our beloved Crawley as well. Um, <laughs> some wild games. So we're due for one. We have not had a wild game yet this season. Let's have let's let's have it five-five. Madness on Saturday. Madness will take a point. <laughs> um, all right, Edward Walker, terrible luck on Saturday. Great luck this season, though. Man, you've turned me into a Burton Albion fan. The badge, the story, the small little club punching above its weight. I love all that. The I can beach. get behind that. The beach. The beach. I love yeah. this, man. Beach Hotel. Um, that's a place to be. Yeah, man. Well, thank you for joining us as always, man. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, like I said, good luck this season. Terrible luck on Saturday. And <laughs> yeah, man, we'll be we'll be we'll be watching. If you don't, if you don't already, I'm sure you do. You got to follow D3D4 podcast wherever you get your podcasts um, and also follow Edward Walker. Actually, before I give this out or well, I'll give it out now. Edward Walker. Sorry, your Twitter's not Edward Walker. It's at Edward underscore W97 at Edward W. Sorry, at Edward underscore W97. An incredible Twitter follow out there for anyone who's a, a fan of any lower league team. Um, on that note, I'm guessing you were born in 1997. Is that is that right, Edward? That's a good guess. Well done. So the next, next <laughs> uh, so I, so I got to ask you something here. Completely yeah. not football related at all. But last okay. night, Sham and I were out with some friends. And somehow this uh, rumor came up that we all learned. We're, we're a little older than you, Edward. We're all like yeah. 90s kids. Yeah, yeah. And so we all heard this rumor about Marilyn Manson when we were in middle school. And it the wasn't just star. in the U.S. Yeah. We had a friend from Greece and he even knew the rumor. But we're all the same range. We're wondering if that rumor made it to you to the UK. Marilyn to your generation. Manson. 
Do you know the rumor about Marilyn uh, Manson? Do you know uh, who Marilyn Manson is? Do you know who he is? Yeah. First. <laughs> who he is? Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of Marilyn Monroe. No. No. I okay. All right. So, right. Different. No. It, it might be an age thing. Uh, okay. We'll have to have someone on who's like closer to our own age and, and find this out. But anyway, all right. Edward Walker. <laughs> thank you had for joining ask. us. <laughs> At Edward underscore W97. Also listen to the D4, D3. Sorry. D3, D4 podcast. A, a fantastic podcast. Edward, thank you so much for joining us, man. Thank Thanks you, Dan. Still the best. You Cheers. too. Cheers. Edward Walker. Everybody, oh, baby. He took us home tonight. Home being Princess Take Way. Me. <laughs> yes. Take me home tonight. <laughs> I don't want to let you. Yeah, I, I really don't know if people the in the UK light. know who Eddie Money is. <laughs> Take me home tonight. And <laughs> just like Ronnie said, be my loving baby. Yeah. I don't know if those are the lyrics. I think they are. They're pretty close. Um, pretty close. <laughs> close pretty enough. Close. Oh, what was the song last night, Shimmy? We were out together. There was a song oh. that just. Got the club. That lit. was Kelly Kelly Clarkson. People Kelly were, Clarkson people since you've been gone. Nuts. That's right. Oh, maybe a little karaoke yeah. option for when we have uh, the Oldham guy on. Ooh. Just think about that. Anyway, you should you should. Anyway, let's get to an amazing chat with the women's team right now. You ready for this, Shimmy? Oh, I'm ready. Y'all ready for this? Dun, 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 dun. The women's team who is killing it right now, minus the loss today, but we, we well we will talk about that. But <laughs> let's get to the chat about the FGR women's team right now. Here we go. We welcome back to the pod for the second time in the same pod, the leading goal scorer of the Four Screen Rovers and the leading goal scorer of... Crap, I meant to look up the league and I forgot again. Tell me the league again. The Southwest. Oh, oh, oh. Women's Premier. <laughs> there we go. Wait, Southwest Women's Premier. Yeah, is it? All right. The leading score of the four screen drivers and the leading score of the women's Southwest, no, Southwest women's premier. Too many words, but I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it eventually. <laughs> uh, Destiny's Child, Charlie Golins, a.k.a. Charlie Rollins on her birth certificate. But we all know her as Charlie Golins. Welcome back to the same pod. <laughs> Charlie, welcome back. Uh, how are we doing? How are we feeling? You just got back from the match. We'll talk about the match in a second. How are we feeling, Charlie? Yeah, we're good. Tired, but good. All good, tired, but good. I assume you played all 90? No, I actually didn't. No, we had oh. a, um, a couple of... We had a bit of a tactical change in the second half. Oh. Um, it allowed me to rest my legs, which I'm grateful for. So. Nice. Oh, man. Yeah, I see you nearly scored one in the 47th minute, but you could... the Twitter didn't tell me when the subs were, happened, so... No, That's good. yeah, you got, the, you we're rolling little... subs, so he'd have... He'd be constantly like tweeting that people are coming on and off. So, oh, <laughs> interesting. Cool. Rolling subs. Does that mean you can? Can you go back in once you've been subbed off? Yeah. Oh, oh that's awesome. It's like American sports. Yeah. 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 I didn't know that either. I know they did that in the YouTube game on Saturday, the side yeah. game. I saw that they were that, that was rolling, <laughs> but I think that's because they were all so out of shape. But anyway, yeah. all right. Awesome. Let's get back down to business here. So, before we get into this season, uh, let's talk about today. Tough loss 2 1 against. Torki, Torque, Torqua. I don't know how to pronounce it. You can Torquay. tell us in a second. Torki, uh, Torqua. Uh, the Rovers <laughs> open scoring with somebody named Char. Char. Charlie. 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 Rollins. Who got her fifth goal of the season. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. If you want beef, <laughs> then bring the ruckus. Miss <laughs> Rucker put in a brilliant cross to the back post. And our very own Charlie Golans was there to head it home, which I think you're not known for your headers, Charlie, but we'll talk about that in a second. 
Uh, unfortunately, we could not hang on to that lead. Ended up conceding twice to lose 2-1. Coach, boss man, Neil Moore said it was a tale of two halves. What was your assessment of the loss today, Charlie? Um, yeah, I think Neil had that right in that it was a tale of two halves. Um, we, the first half, we weren't playing our own game. We were kind of, we were just letting them play. Um, and that then dictated how we went towards them. Uh, whereas the second half, we had a bit more um, personality about us as a team. And we said, well, no, you're going to have to deal with us rather than us deal with you. Um, it just meant that once we had gone towards them and we got into that final third, we weren't really pulling off that, that final product. Um, obviously, luckily, it wasn't me that wasn't doing that. But um, yeah, we, the the tactical change came in and we had we spent the last five minutes in a 4-2-4 formation to try and push for a last-minute goal. But unfortunately, it just wasn't going to happen. Um, but it was a good game. I think if we had played how we had played the second half um, for the full 90, I think we'd have, we'd have won. Oh, that's all right. At least you, you ended on, on a bright spot. And you got another goal, a header this time, Charlie. What's up with that? I feel like you're not a header girl. No, I'm not really. I don't think I've ever really been a person that is that their strength is heading the ball or getting the ball in the air. Like, I don't have a very high jump or anything like that. Um, I think really all my credit's got to go to Ninka because she literally put it on a plate for me. Yeah. I, all I had to do was put something on it and it was going to go in. Um, and I managed to cushion it in with my head, which is, I've been, we've been working on things like that and I feel like I, uh, I did do well. I've got to give myself some credit, but um, yeah, Ninka did all the hard work. If you want beef, yeah. then bring the ruckus. Ninko Rucker ain't nothing with. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, tough loss today, but it's good that we, you know, it sounds like the second half was a lot better than the first. So we have some good momentum moving moving forward. Um, new year, new season. What are the expectations of the women's team this season? I think as a group of players and the coaching staff, um, I think we as players talk about the fact that we think we can win the league. We know that with the quality we've got in the team and how we play and how we train, that we've got every chance of being up there this season and contending to go up. Um, but we're also quite aware that a lot of the teams in this league say that and they think that and they've also got the quality players. And it is essentially down to on the day who puts in the good performance. Um, and I think Neil, he highlighted in, in some interviews before we'd kicked off our season that he, he just wanted to do better than we did last season, which was obviously a fifth place finish. Um, we were sat at third place after our game with Bristol Rovers. I don't really know where we are in the league as of the game that's just finished a couple of hours ago. But um, I think that it will be very, very realistic that we do finish above that. I'd like to see us contend to go up. Let's go. How many teams go up in this league? Just the one. Just one. Hey, let's go. Everyone's the gunning champions. for that top spot then. Let's let's yeah. do it. Let's All do right. it. So you mentioned new the new gaffer, new coach, Neil Moore. Uh how do you describe Neil? Well, how's his how, what's his managing <laughs> style like? Um he's very professional, he knows his stuff. He's a he's a really knowledgeable coach. Um he's got good experience with high elite level women's teams. He coached Charlton, who were in the WSL, oh. he was there for four years. He's a very experienced goalkeeping coach. Um and I think as a person, he's very direct. He will tell us what he wants from us. He prepares for games really technically and really well and makes sure that we have all the information we need, whether that's like training on PowerPoints before the game or during the game team talk. Um, 
And I think he's very, he knows what he wants from us. He knows how he wants us to play. Um, and he, he isn't very happy with us if we don't play that way. Um, but I think that's important. I think if you're going to set a standard, then you, you have to to keep your um, keep your players sort of bought into the fact that if we do it, we'll we'll have success. And so far, um, it's proven to go well. I think the, the times that we've had a game plan and we've sort of done that successfully, it's it's ended up that the game has sort of been in our favour. Yeah, and uh, he seems very direct based on the post-match interview we saw today. And he also mentioned the halftime team talk, getting in together and being on the same page. And then you, the other players, came out and had a fantastic second half. And even the opposing manager, uh, Neil, said, came up to him and said, hey, you guys probably deserve something from that match. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, we get that sense of him being very direct. And it's great to know that he's got a real sharp tactical mind as well and willing to make changes. Do you think that's a really important characteristic of his, the ability to bring players in and out and change up the game plan? I think it is important. I think it's probably not the right time to ask me that question because I was upset that I was safe off today. Sure. Good, as you should I, be, right? <laughs> exactly. And Neil, yeah. when I spoke to Neil about it after, he was quite mm -hmm. happy to say, I'm, I'm, he said, I'm happy you're upset with me. Um, mm -hmm. And my reason was because I'm in the best form of my life this right. season. You know what I mean? I've, I've started the season so well um, that I felt upset that why, why would you take me off when I'm scoring? Um, and he gave minutes to players that are coming back from injury and things like that that you know rightly so they need their chance to to show us what they've got coming back from an injury um and i think he's very good at making sure that all of us are even if you're not included in the starting lineup but you potentially will come on whether that's for five minutes or for 45 or for 30 you know what you have to do if you're playing in that position so this season it's been that I start the nine regularly, whether I play 90, 70, 45. Um, but the two players that are sort of the bench that would come on for me know exactly what I've had to do the whole game so that when they come on, it's not a, well, they, they don't do that because only Charlie trains and knows what we're doing. It's everybody is very aware of if you're told to go and sit in a position and do a job, you know what you have to do. So he gets that right in that when he does make those changes, which he does quite often, it, it doesn't affect the game tactically because we all know each other's roles and responsibilities. Love that. And, and I love your passion too. And I think that's like part of what makes you so great is you were angry coming off because and we've seen that. Sean and I have seen that in person when we when we train with you guys. Uh, we've seen the passion and we've seen that you're not afraid to stick up for yourself or your teammates. Like, you know, we don't have to go back into the Bristol Rovers thing, but there was some messed up logistical stuff and you were 100% right to be upset about it and to fight. Not afraid for... to be vocal. Yeah, yeah. so we see the leadership, Incredible. we see the the, the passion, and, and I think that's what makes you so good. Um, so I, I want to talk about you personally in just a minute, but first I did check the league table. Four screen armors after the loss now are fifth place in the table. One win, one draw, one loss. Uh, of course, our win was against Bristol Rovers, uh, which I was like super happy about because you think like a club like Bristol Rovers should have a, they're, they're a bigger like overall club than us. They have a much bigger- They were the champs, year. right? Well, no, they they were from the league below. Oh, the league below. Oh, okay, gotcha. Champs okay. The league below. The league year. below. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, they weren't. They they got they got promoted up to our league. Okay. But um, yeah. but you think about it, like they have such a bigger recruiting pool than we have because they have it's a big city. I mean, Bristol's way bigger than lost you know the Gloucestershire region. Um, so it was awesome that we got three points in that one. And we did we draw against who did we draw against? 
Royal uh, Lisgard. Oh, Lisgard, that's right. There's some great teams here. Uh, Lisgard, War Minister, Bishops, Lidard, Lidard, Lidia. Minister, Lidia. Royal <laughs> Wooten Bassett, Pool Town. I love these names. <laughs> I love these names. Uh, so anyways, fifth in the table. We're still early, so we've got plenty of time to... Uh, to move our way up to first, which we're going to do. Let's go with our leader, Charlie Rowland. So you mentioned, Charlie, that you are on fire right now. You are in great form. You've scored in every game. And I think this is the, is this the first game you only scored once. Is that right? Every yeah, game you scored yeah. multiple, goal, multiple goals. So, you know, last season, I remember it was Hattie, the baddie, who could not stop herself from scoring. She just scored when she wanted. Uh, and this season so far, it seems to be you. Not that you weren't a goal scorer last season, because you were. I, I think you were probably, you, correct me if I'm wrong, you were second in the on the team after Hattie last yeah, year. Yeah, two goals behind Hattie last year, yeah. Two goals behind Hattie. So what, what do you think has changed this season that you're just like, just dominating, running the league? I mean, league, not just Forrest Green, like leading goal scorer, but league goal scorer. What, 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 what has changed from last year to this season? I think just personally, my, my development has been massive over the last couple of seasons. I think that I've improved massively as a player, um, technically, in terms of my goal scoring abilities has been massively improved from when I first signed for a screen. Um, I think one of the massive factors in that is, is Dave, who's one of our coaches. Um, he's been really, really influential in me as a player. Um, since I've signed for Forest Green. Um, he spends a lot of time uh, giving me short and quick and important information, whether it's training or um, once we finish the game and he says, you know, this is what you need to do to get into goal scoring positions or this is how you're going to score an extra five goals without even having to try. Um, and it's just little things, little pieces of information which he gives me, which I then do my best to put into practice every single training session or every single game. And um, slowly but surely, it happened last season that I was then just picking up goals more and more. And this season, I've sort of started the season with so much confidence um, in myself that I, I am always in those, just the right place at the right time. Um, but you can only do that if you're surrounded by players that are of quality. And that's the thing for me is that, um, I am having personally a really good start to the season, but that's only because the players around me are performing so well. I wouldn't have scored the goals I've scored this season if it hadn't been for Zoe and Ninka, um, especially those two. But everybody has an influence because it has to get to me from from all the way from the goalkeeper. But um, Zoe and Ninka, especially, who are really young and really gifted, have just almost made it so easy for me to score because they do all the hard work and I'm just there to finish it off. Love that. Oh, love that. And it's it's so fun rooting for you too because you are, as they say, she's one of our own. You're like a forest <laughs> green, like through and through. 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 So yeah. it's, it's just great to also like, it, it just gives us that extra boost to like, yeah, Charlie, she's one of us. She's forest green through and through. Not just, you know, a player on the team. Like she she bleeds neon green or whatever our green color is <laughs> in black. Um, but so, so you mentioned some of the teammates there. You mentioned Ninka Rucker, who we remember from last year. You mentioned Zoe. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the team. Actually, in one sec. First, how would you describe just the style of play of this team? I think we're a really technical team. Um, I think we can do that because we have players of good technical ability. We like to keep the ball. We like to play around the team. Um, a, a common theme with women's football in general, and particularly women's football when it's slightly lower than maybe your WSR standard, is a, a direct style where you, you, you've got a good centre-back, you have a good midfielder and then a good striker. 
and you just play that direct long ball over the top or straight to their feet through a team. And it has success because normally that's your only way is by knowing those are your two best players. So they link up every time and and, and, we'll, and we know we'll get through it. Whereas we have trust in all 11 players on our pitch and we know that whether we have to string 80 passes together for then it to be a tap-in at the near post because we've all worked really hard to get there or whether one of our players like someone like Sam Morris or Katie Jones that we've got that can ping an 80-yard ball into a space for Ninka and Zoe to run onto we know that we've got those options because of the quality of technical people that we have Love that, love that so I want to hear about some of these people that you have uh, in just a minute. Let's do a teammate talk, and then we'll then we'll talk about anyone else uh, that we didn't mention in the teammate talk. So, Shimmy, what do we got here? You want to start us off with the first one? Uh, yeah. So, Charlie, who, um, you know, besides yourself, because we, we recognize, I think everybody recognizes you as, uh, you know, a big leader on the team, right? And you said everybody's prepared and everyone knows the direct instructions. Um, but who do you see maybe some of the new faces are returning that show you that leadership style while they're on the pitch? I think a massive um, character on the pitch, other than like myself, would be Sam Morris. Um, she's a, m one of the more experienced players that we have and she's very, very good. And she isn't afraid, as I am, to <laughs> speak up when you when other people wouldn't or when it's you know not necessarily something that is positive but not negative either but something that people need to hear and i think that sam is one of those people that i, I love that about her that she will give instruction and it's just direct and it's it's in when we're playing and she tells you she isn't she isn't trying to talk to you for ages and give you you know an ego boost it's just you need to do this because then it will be better and I think she's really important because you're always learning. Whenever I think about the information that I hear from Sam during a game, it's always something because she's trying to make me better. Um, and I love that. So that vibe comes off of her, uh, just like from the manager and your coaches. Hey, we're direct. We're not going to, you know, uh, just say whatever. We're not going to blow smoke up wherever. We're just going to tell you what needs to happen. And Absolutely, yeah. She's the JMT of the back. <laughs> Love that. All right, Shimmy, ask the next one because I have no idea how to, I can't pronounce English. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it correctly. So we're, we're excited that you guys are playing at a new home ground now. Is it is it Hartbury College? Yeah, Hart Hartbury Hart College, yeah. Hartbury College, okay. And we noticed that they offer an equine degree, which <laughs> probably based on my grades in high school, that probably would be all I qualified for, whatever a horse could earn. But yeah. we looked into it and realized that it's for people that want to work with horses. So we have a question for you. Who do you think on the team could you picture riding a steed out onto the pitch to intimidate the opposition? And it would to be totally badass, you know? Uh, coming like, to really top off, ready to go. <laughs> um, that's a really good question, I think. Do you know what? I could see Katie Jones being the kind of person that would do that because she's just, that's her kind of personality in that we would find that hilarious that's the kind of katie jones thing to do would be to hire a horse and ride it into football there we go we got to do it <laughs> when we come to all visit right. next time shout we got to make this jones. happen nathan shout out to katie jones all right so you guys you guys eat together as we you just told us you just ate before you came on i think with the team right yeah that's what yeah so after um each league game whether you're home or away the um home team has to put on food after the game um, for the home and away team to sort of sit down and, and have a meal together, which is really nice. That's awesome. <laughs> that's cool. I love that. I love that. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Great. Oh, that's cool. So so I guess on that note, then, 
well, on the food, on the food note, which player is the player that always recommends the best spots? Who knows the best food? Uh, last year on the men's team, we had Big Daddy Kane Wilson, the Wagamama Wonder. <laughs> Who is that? Who's that role on the women's team? You know, who always knows a place to go is Hattie. She Hattie is like, <laughs> she's always got some sort of like um, niche little vegan restaurant or somewhere oh, like it. really cute. Vegan, let's go. That she would love to go to, it's great. Yeah, she's, she's she one vegan? Of, Hattie used to be a vegan, like religiously was like, I'm, I'm wow. not eating butter or eggs. Um, and then she kind of slipped into just being a vegetarian because it was a bit of like a, a lot of effort to be vegan sometimes. Um, and now she's back to being um, vegan, but not as strict as she was. If, if there's a brownie knocking around, she's not going to say no. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. There's a brownie knocking around on, on Nathan's hat. I don't know if you noticed Nathan's hat. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's, his that's the, name is Brownie. His name's Brownie. Go on. For the Cleveland Browns. Let's go. <laughs> I love that. All right, Sean, I thought you were going to have more, so we'll, we'll make some up right here on the spot. <laughs> yeah, let's Sean do Sean is wearing a very colorful shirt. Mm. Who is the what? Who's the most colorful personality on the team? Ooh, nice name. Oh, that's a good question. Um, colorful personality. What do you mean by colorful? Um, brightens up the room when they walk through the dressing room. Okay, that for me has got to be Dim Shady. Dim Shady. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's nothing but positive. She just everything she says is just sunshine. I love it. Oh, I love that too. I have a picture of her when when we went to the Bristol Rovers game when, uh, when I was really drunk, wandering around the, the, the stadium by myself, and somehow I ran into her. And, and anyway, I did, my only I don't remember much, but I remember she was very nice. All right, shout out to Dim Shady. Okay, here's another one. So I wanted to do a bunch of these, but we only have two, so we're making the best we go. Here we go. One sec. So, Dim just came in the mail, so we're gonna. We're gonna roll with him. Uh, let's see. This is an Einstein, this is an Einstein wig, for reasons I can't talk about. But who's the Einstein on the team? Who's the big brain? Oh, that's a good one. Um, Holly Hughes is a very intelligent girl, and she is someone that I, whenever I talk to her, I always think you obviously are. You are well educated. <laughs> <laughs> big brains, Holly Hughes. I love it. Uh, okay, here's another one. Got it I all have on the some team. Dr. Scholl's Comfort and Energy Work Massaging Gel Advanced Insoles. Who is old. the, I don't know, who's the insole of the team? <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you have to decide what it means, Charlie. You decide what it means. <laughs> is it good if or I bad? Do, if I was going to interpret an insole as someone who like gives us comfort, there we go. Hey, oh, perfect. perfect. I think. Amy Leesk, who's one of our newly recruited centre-backs, she um, oh. she said a couple of things over the last couple of games that I've always thought was really kind. And she says things like, before the Bristol Rovers match, Ninka said, oh, oh, I'm feeling a bit nervous. And Amy was like, you're not nervous. It, um, we don't get nervous. Nerves are the same as excitement. You're excited. And little things uh, like that. Whereas like the rest yeah. of us would have been like, Ninka, stop being a pussy. And <laughs> like Amy was like, She's no, very no. nurturing. Yeah. Let's go. I love it. This yeah, is working out perfect. I'm loving yes. this because we're getting to know the players with these random items. So here's another <laughs> random item that I don't know what it is. It's all in Chinese. Let's see what it is. I, I mean, they look like goggles. They look like goggles. Goggles? They are. Oh, yeah. These are goggles <laughs> for the lab. Well, they're in a bag now. Uh, how do we tie this to a player? Who are the who are the safety goggles? The lab safety goggles of the team. Um, I think if anyone gives us safety, it's Sally. 
because she um if there's a if there's anybody that is going to work hard to get you out of trouble in terms of if there's a ball that no one else has got legs to get to sally will get there she'll work her socks off to make sure that anything that is, that is possibly going to be a threat she'll deal with it you are so good at this incredible man we're throwing, <laughs> we're throwing random objects at charlie charlie rollins not literally but uh, <laughs> she's coming up with with jewels man dropping jewels on. <laughs> we got another one this is a legal folder from my wife she's a lawyer who is the legal folder of the team <laughs> oh god um oh okay legal folder so, so who's gonna argue who's gonna argue with the ref about the rules oh god um, sam morris is absolutely anything he ever blows for she'll have something to say and <laughs> patty is another one who is she is deceptively like argumentative with the ref but she gets away with it because she's like a nice person yeah <laughs> so like she'll be like ref like what the hell and then when he's like, <laughs> like oh my god sorry sorry and then he's like okay oh yeah hattie she scores when she wants that's what exactly that's what the ref remembers <laughs> this is so i love you are so good at this i love this yeah. i could do this all day let's do one more shimmy find one I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> okay all right uh i have i have this what is that, what is that? it's a. Uh, uh, you, you have the blur yeah it's bad yeah it's oh it's very uh yeah it's very risque no uh i have a very old phone so i have to ha carry this huge charger around so at the <laughs> end of the go. game at the end of the game when everyone is tired you're on your lowest setting two percent remaining who's the player who's amping everybody up and providing that extra oomph you guys need i think like after the game oh there's there's not really anyone particularly that is still like ready to go for it but i'd say that ninka is the player that stands out that she, like she could play another 90 after yeah. we oh. played 90 minutes because she's just so ridiculously young and fit and just could run for days <laughs> love it's it cool. oh you yeah those days are long past for nathan and myself so That's right. <laughs> can't remember, as you saw when we trained with you we, we <laughs> they just stuck us in goal because we can't run around all right we'll do one more i found this uh it's a professional granite and stone sealer um how do we spin this one? <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's this? Who's yeah? Stone. I mean, I, 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 think, I think I think granite. No, I, I think we have to end. I think we have to end with acknowledging Charlie. If anyone's gonna seal the deal with a goal, <laughs> there we go. It's gotta Charlie be Charlie Rones. Our... Charlie Golands leading Charlie us, Golands. leading us to the Golands, the promised land. The Wyman professional <laughs> granite and stone sealer, uh, game sealer of the whatever there we go Charlie Rollins. I'll take it. I, love it. I love it okay let, let's hear just a few more this, this was awesome actually I love this yeah, job. Awesome. we should do this every time let's just find yeah. random objects throw Charlie you were amazing at that, that unbelievable yeah I really Fun. have a knack for just being able to talk absolute rubbish yeah and we love that that's that's you're you're amongst your people <laughs> yes. uh so who are some of the like like some of the other returning um returning members of the team that maybe you haven't mentioned yet in our ridiculous teammate talk. So obviously we've got Becca in goal, who's one of, we've got three goalkeepers now, which obviously wow. makes it really competitive for all of them. Um, Becca Woods or Beck Pan? Becca Woods. So we've lost Beck Pan, but we've got Becca Woods still. And I think um, her attitude has been brilliant because it's going to be a really difficult season for all three of them in terms of being able to get game time and things like that. Um, and none of them have given Neil an excuse to not pick the other. They've all been ex exceptional during training and pre-season. Um, and I think she's really stuck with us when she's not been picked, as well as the other two. 
Um, and I love that. I love the attitude of, of that kind of thing. Um, so happy to see Becca stay. Obviously, we've mentioned Ninka a lot and Zoe as well on my other wing. Um, I was really keen for her to stay with us because she has the quality to, to maybe move higher up. But mm. I think she will develop so well under us and also help us move up ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a quality player. Obviously, Hattie and Fenno, we've got our engine workers in the middle. Um, they're really, you know, the foundations of this team are people like Hattie and Fenno and Sam Morris as well at the back, which I think is, she's really important for us as some, someone with a voice and confidence at the back. Um, Dim Shady, who's obviously been here. We know Dim Shady, we love Dim Shady. She's not been getting as much game time as she did last year, but again, amazing attitude towards it. Um, I think that's it really. All of the, the normal normal people that we would speak about last season that are doing really, really well. And I'm, I'm glad that they've all stayed with us. I love it. And what about some of the new faces? Yeah, so we've, we've signed two new goalkeepers. So we've got Amelia, who um, she has come from uh, Bristol City and oh, wow. also a Welsh international goalkeeper. Ooh, um, she's she's very, very good. She's she's very quiet and she's a different personality to what we're used to in the team, but she's taken really well to all of us and she's one of us now. Um, and then we've got Caitlin as well, who actually Neil knows very well personally. Um, and she was actually promoted with Bristol City into the WSL when they were promoted. Um, wow. So she's got so much knowledge and experience of playing at a high level that she's really important for us in terms of... Uh, she's a goalkeeper that we have full sort of trust in, in that everything she does is always spot on. And she gives a lot of information to our defenders as well, which is really good for them. Um, we've signed Amy Lees, who's a centre-back. She's come from Swindon Town. Um, Amy is a sort of local person that a lot of us knew in terms of the football community in Gloucestershire um, and she's done really great she is a again an experienced player that we've it, it's really helped us having players that are able to dictate a game in the back and, and have confidence um, Emma Levitt as well who is again she's well known between all of us In touch, she's played Cheltenham at times and other clubs and has come back into football signing for us and she's one of the options at centre-back but maybe doesn't get as much game time as, as Sam or um, Amy would. We've got Poppy who is a um, sort of wing-back, right wing-back. She's really young. She's one of Ninka's friends at Hartbury College oh, nice. and um, plays for their second team or first team. Um, she's really young. She's really good and she's got a lot to learn from us. I think it all it's nice watching someone progress game by game because we give them a chance when they're young and then they get instructions from us older and mature players and then they do it straight away and it's it just it makes us happy that we're we're here so that they can learn from us and then they can help us out because they're they're really fit and fast and young and yeah. it's great <laughs> it's a fair um, trade right <laughs> yeah exactly that yeah um and obviously we've kept Zoe and Inca we're here last season we've got a uh, um, Chloe Shipway um who is a striker and she is She's been injured. She's been. She's had like a year out with concussion, so oh, she's having quite a slow return to the game. But she got 20 minutes today, which is really good. And I love Chloe. She's someone that I really get on with on a friendship level. She's she's really lovely. Um, there's Estelle Rendell as well, who is a striker, who has come with Chloe and Katie Jones from uh, Bristol area. So they played for Canesham last year. They were like the league above us. And um, Katie Jones is our number eight. So she's our holding 
uh, midfielder. And she has she just uses class. She um she can ping a ball 80 yards and she can touch one down if it comes back. Um, and she's a really important person in terms of controlling the game for us. Um, and I think those additions have all been really, they've been successful in terms of it's, it mm. feels like a team already. It's, there's not been much of a transition phase into them having to try and transition into the team. Um, and also they've, they've just, they've brought with them um, really, really good successful advantages for us all over the pitch. That's awesome. That is yeah. awesome, Charlie. You got us excited for the season, Charlie. That yes. was like, give us the full scouting report. Like, that's, yeah, that's, perfect. that's what we need. It's, it's new season, new faces, yeah. and some old faces. Uh, so before we talk about the massive FA Cup match, which will be at the Bolt New Lawn, uh, first, last, uh, just one last question for you, Charlie, before we talk about that match. What does it mean to you uh, when you see, you know, these faces like, like uh, our man Chris Latham, like Bax Blue, like Ryan Griffin, like like Martha and Chloe. Like, what does the support mean to you guys? How, what impact does it have you on the pitch when you look up and you see you see Martha with the signs that we saw last week? Yeah, I think all of us would say the same thing because we talk about it so much as, as players in the team in a group that the support that we have off of all of those people that you've mentioned is the reason now that we want to put in a performance every week in terms of like when we travelled for that first game of the season all the way to Liscard which was like a three hour journey and when we turned up and we saw Martha and her family there and everybody was just like I can't believe they've travelled three hours to come and see us and Ryan was there and we were like look at we've actually got people here because they're here because they want to follow us and watch what we're doing and it's almost a bit of a um I don't. It's, we we just we just want to do. We want to make them happy, and we want to show them that we want to win for them. Um, as much as we know that they, regardless of whether we win or lose, then they, they back us, and it's lovely. Love that. Except Bax Blue may not be allowed at the next one because I saw that his son <laughs> invaded. The, I don't know if that was his son, but a small child invaded the pitch that was associated with Bax Blue. Yeah. So, so uh, he might even be back. He was so super cute. His kids are super cute. They're allowed to come back. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, so next Sunday, October second, FA Cup at the Bolt New Lawn. So there's no excuse not to pack that place for the FA Cup against the Western, no Western Super Mayor. Incredible name, very intimidating actually. The Super yeah. Western Super Mayor AFC Ladies Team. Uh, kickoff is at 2 p.m. on Sunday, October second. You gotta be there. Pack the Bolt New Lawn. Ah, oh, it's gonna be. I wish we could be there. Uh, we'll, we'll be back in April, though. I hope you guys will play again in April so we can see you play like we did last yeah. time. But anyway, uh, Charlie, any any final words before we close out here? Oh, wait, I would need a prediction, too. But first, any final words, then we'll get a prediction for the FA Cup. I think um, we just want to see as many faces as we can, new and old, like all of the supporters that we have already, we are so grateful for. And it's a really good excuse for anyone that follows Forest Green or supports local football in the sort of Gloucestershire area to come and watch a game that is guaranteed to sort of have a show behind it there's there's no bigger stadium for us to put on a show for everybody than in our home pitch that the men play on every week and we think of as so highly regarded to us for them to um give us the chance to, to have a go and, and show their fans that um when they're watching the men's team over there why not come and have a, have a look at what the women can do amen to that we're all four screen fans and, and that's that's all of Forest Green, not just the men's team. So get out there, pack 
the Bolt New Lawn next Sunday, 2 p.m. It's going to be awesome. Uh, let's get out of here on a prediction. Weston Supermare, intimidating name, but what's good? What, what's going to happen in that game? I'm, I'm so confident that we're going to pull out all of the stops in this big pitch. I'm going for a four now. Hey, hey, let's go. Let's, let's go. go. We got a couple goals coming from Charlie. We got a Hattie the Batty goal and then a Don Bernard goal to cap it all off. <laughs> Somehow. Let's go. <laughs> Charlie, thank you as always uh, for coming on. It's awesome, See you Charlie. again soon, hopefully, because yeah. we, we'd like to have you on as much as we can. Um, but best of luck uh, next Sunday and this whole season. You guys are going to kill it. Oh, you guys are already killing it. Fifth in the table, uh, but going to keep moving up gonna keep moving up as the season goes on um thank you so much charlie thanks guys cheers shimmy let's close out here my man let's close out shimmy let's do it we man. got we gotta be positive we, we gotta be positive we next gotta week it's an boys. opportunity it's an opportunity you know every week's an opportunity it's a battle in the basement battle in the basement all right we are starting our own fight club these two clubs <laughs> next weekend but we can do it we, we have the, we have the talent we have the quality on the pitch. We just got to yes, bring sir. it all together, you know. We got to give Birchnell. Hey, the, the onus is on him. We can't we can't sugarcoat that. We're optimists. We're idiots. But we're not going to sugarcoat it, right? We got to get a result next weekend. But man, we can do it. We can do it. If if Dale Vince and Rich, Richard Hughes believes in this particular vision at this time to for success, let's go we with it, him. man. Let's back let's him. Do let's it. back him all the let's way. Make it work. We got to. We got all we can do is all we can do is support the boys. So let's support the boys. Let's get three points against Burton Albion. Let's right the ship. Let's turn the season around. Let's survive. Let's thrive in League One, Shimmy. Let's get out of here though. Let's make a prediction. Give me a prediction, Shimmy. All right. Well, you know, Edward Walker gave us the five-five. I would love to see a six-five. Don Bernard hat trick. Let's go. Okay. I'm going. Connor Wickham hat trick. <laughs> We're good. All right. Six, light five. the wick, baby. The boys playing inspired from our little, our little uh, surprise video. If we can get it done before uh, Friday. Yeah, but I, I feel um, like Fia Bema, Fia Bema is gonna, is gonna come along and do, do the dang thing. He's gonna nick a goal too. Isn't it, mate? All right, so let's go. <laughs> Fia Bema one goal. Light the wick. Connor Wickham two goals. Don Bernard three goals. That gives us six goals. Count them. Six goals. To five we can see it. To five. To but, five. But then, but then Luke McGee's number one in saves. He makes like twenty. No. Yes, <laughs> no, it's not, like it's, not it's not gonna be like that. It's not gonna be like that. It's not gonna be like that. Luke McGee with twenty saves, but five <laughs> goals conceded. Uh, four Speed Rovers win this one. Six to five. Take it to the bank. Bet all your money responsibly on that. Let's get out of here, Shimmy. Up the Vegan Rovers. Up the Vegan Rovers. We are FGR. You know we got. You know we got to Praise the world. Dale, yeah, brother. <laughs> See you guys next week. Take us home, Big Time Tommy. How you doing, it's Big Time Tommy? This is my thought of the day. A champion is not defined by their wins, but how they recover after they fall. Every time you get knocked down, you come back bigger and stronger than ever. Nothing, nothing in this world can keep you down. You strive to be the best, and you take number one right to the top. Old school, baby. OS for life. Take it easy.